Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another great edition of the Leadership Leaning Podcast. I am the host. My name is Chad Veach, and we are coming to you live from Los Angeles. We are recording. We have turned our office into a recording studio. This is exciting. We're putting out the podcast every single week. Thank you for being a leader that leans into your leadership. Uh, One of my favorite sayings uh, from Craig Groeschel, a leadership expert in my opinion. He says, when the leadership, when the leader gets better, everyone gets better. And that is truly, truly the case with both you and I. Uh, We are leaning into leadership in this podcast to try and learn, get a little bit better, improve daily. Uh, There might be a nugget, there might be a truth, there might be uh, something you've never heard about leadership before, or you're reminded of something Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, Thank you for sharing. So many people sharing about the podcast. It means the world to myself and our team that puts it on here uh, here at Zoe Church. So we're going to jump right into the content today. We're talking today about fixing broken things. Now, this is not my area of expertise uh, broken things. I'm I'm usually like, okay, that's broken. Let's buy something new. We, all, in life and leadership, we love new things. We got to be careful with this trap because usually we go, you know what? This relationship is broken. Go to the next one. This uh, staff member is, you know, clearly broken. On to the next. This we love new, new car smell, new carpet, new car, new friend, new. Who doesn't love new? I'm all into new. New's not bad. I love new. The only problem is if you fall into that cycle, you're always looking for the new and neglecting what's broken maybe within you or within your leadership or organization. I want to convince you today, you don't need anything new. You need to pause, take a moment, take great inventory, and understand what needs to be fixed within your sphere of influence. There are always a ton of things that need our attention. In any home, in any marriage, any relationship, and any soul, you need to do some fixing. So I want to give you today's title. It's called Fixing Broken Things. We need to become an expert. Oh, that system is not working. Remember, your systems are perfectly designed to set up and deliver the results that you are currently receiving. So it's not that your employees are always broken or you're broken, it's the system is broken. What broken things in your world need some fixing? Let's go, instead of looking for the new thing, new sexy toy, new trip, new... Listen, the only problem with getting the new thing is you're gonna exhaust it, it's gonna break, and then you're gonna go find something new. We can actually rehabilitate, restore and put back together great confidence, great systems, great structure, great employees, great relationships, great lives. We got to become masters at rehabilitation, taking broken things and putting them back together. And I bet if you put your hand on something for a good three, six months, I'll bet that thing that was broken will become the thing that takes off sores, flies, and has tons where you once had diminishing returns, now it's yielding a great return. So I just want to talk to you in order about the broken things that we need to fix. Number one, fix your broken life. 
Because a lot of times what's broken in the organization is a lot of times a reflection of our life. What's broken in you? Broken mindset, broken heart, broken soul. I love this verse in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 17, 22. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. When you are broken and you are dried up on the inside, you got nothing to give. You got no momentum. You're not feeling great about yourself, which means you're not feeling great about others. You you start to get jaded. You start to get desensitized. And the first thing we need to fix before we look at others or the systems and structure, let's look at you. Remember that old song, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Don't make me sing on the Leadership Lean In podcast. I'm asking him to change his ways. Let's start with us. Are we the problem? Are we perpetuating the issue? Are we the cog in the wheel? Are we the bottleneck? Are we the thing that is slowing? Are we the the person that's slowing things down? Uh, Yesterday, I was in some great meetings and I had to admit, uh, you know, with a team of people, I think that I am the problem in this certain area of our organization. I tend to dominate. I tend to insert my creativity. I tend to play the trump card. I know that I want to uh, you know, take control here. I don't want to empower, and I'm the problem. Sometimes it's good to go, hey, the broken thing, the broken issue here is me. I'm actually the problem, and that's okay. If you are, don't get so down on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Let's spend a little bit of time identifying how you can remove yourself from the equation or how you can heal yourself, goes back to identity, goes back to security, goes back to being confident. You need to be secure enough that people can cross-examine you and you need to be secure enough that you can cross-examine yourself and be honest and go, you know what? I'm not gonna be that way. I'm not gonna lead that way. It's not fair to others. It's not encouraging. It, you know, I stifle creativity. You know, if you're the leader that sucks all the air out of every room you walk into, it's not the rooms that you're walking into that's the problem. You are the problem. So a lot of times you've got to stop and go, what is wrong in my life? Am I not uh, reading the materials I need to read? Am I not listening to podcasts? Am I not receiving love from community? Am I not loving myself. You've got to ask yourself the tough questions. Why is my life broken? There is nothing worse than trying to lead while you are empty or trying to lead while you are absolutely shattered. Or as it says here in the proverb, your bones are dried up. Okay, if you got dry bones right now, if you are in brokenness, let's, let's solve that problem. You don't need something new. We got to fix what's broken in your will, your soul, your mind, your emotions, whatever it is. Let's take a time. Let's put our energy and our focus on rebuilding, rehabilitating, restoring. I'll never forget, you know, when I was in high school, I had a buddy and uh, his dad bought him an old Mustang, old beat up Mustang. And he said, my dad and I, my dad wanted to do a project with me. We're going to restore this Mustang every night after school. Well, they spent, I think, a year, maybe a year and a half restoring this old 1960-whatever Mustang, and they painted it a bright cherry red and put in a new engine and transmission and brakes and seats and the whole thing and sound system. And then about a year and a half, they pulled that thing out of the garage. I'm telling you, it's sparkling. It's beautiful. He's rolling this school. Everybody's like, this is the coolest car ever. Yeah, because you can take something that's broken, put time 
energy, finance. I love this about uh, Russell Wilson. I just saw another article that he spent you know, over a million dollars just on body recovery. What are you spending your time and your energy on? Don't just spend it on exhausting your resources. You need that to rebuild, restore your life, get your brokenness put back together so you can start to soar and get confident and get excited and get your vision back, get your confidence back, get your relationships back, get, get you back. You are the blessing. So the first thing we gotta focus on is you. The next one is broken relationships. Because a lot of times when you're lean on empty, you're not doing well. A lot of times when you are in deficit and you are the broken thing, there's broken things around you. It affects most you and then it bleeds out into your relationships. The greatest testimony of your leadership is your relationships. If you have got healthy relationships of great tenure, you've got longevity, long-standing friendships and relationships, that is a testimony of your life leadership and your commitment, not just to yourself, but to others. It tells on you, relationships talk. They tell a story of commitment, faithfulness, generosity, compassion. If you've got tons of, I call it blood in the water, you got tons of body bags. You got tons of collateral damage behind you. That says something about you. Doesn't say something about them. Because what is the common denominator all these people have in common? You. You are in all those relationships. And so if you have mismanaged, if you have poorly handled, if you have taken advantage, if you have leveraged and lost people along the way, you've got to take inventory and say, you know what? My relationships are broken. Who do I need to go back to and apologize to? Who do I need to go back to and make things right with? Who, who have I offended? Who have I creased? Who have I? Your greatest regrets you have in leadership would not be an investment you didn't make on some hot company, some hot tech company. The greatest regrets you have will not be, you know, I wish I would have, you know, preached this message or said this talk or invented this or that. The greatest regrets you will have will always be relationships that went sideways, relationships that went, went south. Now, we all understand this. Some people go weird and you can't control it. The story of the prodigal son is one of my favorite stories because it reminds us you could be a secure, great father and have people leave you. People will leave you for this, that, and the other. And by the way, sometimes if people can't leave you, they should. Don't, don't beg people to stay with you when they should actually go. It's time to exit. This is over. It's run its course. It's fine. Now, we have to stay at peace with all people. A life value that you should hold to is stay sweet with everybody. Somebody changes their opinion about you doesn't mean you have to change your opinion about them. Stay the course, stay sweet, stay kind. Oh, I love kind people. But I have to take inventory of start to understanding my leadership. Is there a brokenness about the way that I handle others that I have severed relationships and cut people off if so, I've got to go back and fix broken relationships. Now, this is easier said than done. Uh, this last year, one of the best books, we've had her on the podcast, Katherine Schwarzenegger. She released a book, Pratt. She released a book called The Gift of Forgiveness. And forgiveness is this gift that you give to others, but really you're giving to yourself. 
the worst leaders that I know are holding on to such offense and bitterness and they become a shell of who they really could be and they're not able to love others freely and well because they've been wounded. You've got to get your heart healed, your brokenness restored because then it's easy to love other people and let them have access to your life. If people feel like you're just walled off, nobody can get close, I just, you know, I just, I gotta have my, you know, Walls up, an offended person is harder to win over than a fortified city. Why? Because you got all your walls up. But when you got tough skin and a soft heart, you're able to love people well. And that will be the greatest testament of your leadership. So when we fix broken things, the first thing we have to do is fix our view of ourself and what's going on in our own life. And the second thing we fix is our relationships and our view of others. Here's the third one, and this is so important. It's your view of God. I wanna say to you, the most important thing that comes to mind is when you think of God, what is your first thought? If you see in your life, if God is an angry God, God is against you. God is not with you. If you see God as being a judge, if that is your first thought, you're gonna have a hard time living. But when you think of God, if you think of love, grace, acceptance, forgiveness, kindness, if you see God that way, you will live a great life because you will know though you've made a mistake, you are not a mistake. And you'll start to understand about your life and leadership. Remember, if you can receive forgiveness, you can give forgiveness. If you can be blessed, you can be a blessing. But the most important thought you have in your life is the thought that comes to mind when you think of God. And if that is broken, we have to fix it. We have to fix that faulty image. It's like, who put... That I don't know if you're you, you have anybody in your world that's always editing photos and you know we have this guy Nate at, at Zoe he's the he's the best of the best he's you, uh, Nate and I've been friends for well over ten years he's an incredibly talented photographer preacher he's an incredible leader he's a great great part of our church and Nate is the guy that's always taking a photo he's a photographer but he's always editing in somebody else's face or he's always you know blurring out something that shouldn't be blurred out or he, he he's he's funny with the you know with the Adobe Photoshop or whatever but can I just ask you who put that wrong image of God's face over his face. God has a face of kindness, love, grace. He's a God of long suffering. And if you've got the wrong image and that's a broken image, it's gonna affect the way that you see it, you see yourself because the way you see God is the way you see you. And so what we gotta fix some broken things. These things are, listen, if you go out and buy something new, Start a new relationship, new marriage, new fling, new this, that, that, it's fine. But guess what? Guess what's still broken? You, your relationships, and your view of God. And these three things that are broken will continually downward spiral and have diminishing returns because the thing that needs to get healed and fixed is you, your relationships, and your view of God. You fix those things and watch the difference. Look at the law of opposite. I'm healed, confident, restored, excited, whole, happy, feeling good, forward momentum. Guess what else it affects? My marriage, my life with my children, my, my, my relationships with staff, with others, with friends. I want them to succeed. I want them to be blessed. I want them to do well. I mean, okay, so now, and guess what? I see God well. God is for me. God is with me. God is kind. God is loving. 
Do you see the happy world I'm living in? This is the recipe for a great life. And if you, if you have a great life, you'll have great leadership. Your living can never surpass your leading. Your leadership is a reflection of your lifestyle. If you live well, you will lead well, but you cannot lead well until you live well. How do you live well? I fixed the brokenness. Maybe you've got childhood trauma. Maybe you've got issues from when you were growing up. Maybe you've got uh, uh, abuse issues or abandonment issues. We all have issues. I have tons of issues. Get therapy, get counseling, fix your brokenness because your brokenness is no laughing matter. No one around the water cooler at your, at your workplace is going like, you know, they got this issue and that issue and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's not fine. Get healed. The resources are available for, not for the new thing. They're available for the broken thing. So let's heal your brokenness. Let's heal the relationships that have gone awry and hurt you and abandoned you and the ones that you think about. Right now, somebody comes to mind, text them, reach out, let's make it right. And let's, you might be listening and you're not a Christian leader, your view of God matters because your view of God will affect your view of yourself. And you get these three things in line, I'm telling you, it is a recipe for a massive lifestyle. And if you're living really, really well, it's easy to lead really, really well. Leadership Leaning, we love you. Thanks for stopping by. Subscribe, comment, share with somebody. We'll see you next week.